to in URFM's Health and Wellbeing for our sponsor, Mullen Natural Health Centre, Hamilton. Well, it is health and wellbeing. Normally we have Peter Mullen, but this time around, David Marston, haven't seen you for a while, mate. Good afternoon. Yeah, good afternoon. Thanks, Mark. Look, a big program today and something that affects many, many folks is thyroid problems. So we're going to have a look at thyroid health today. Just give us a quick breakdown of what we're going to be looking at. Okay, so thyroid we're going to be talking about mainly today is about um, underactive thyroid, which seems to be more a common one, particularly in the areas of um, fatigue, weight gain. And I'm going to talk about nutrition and some of the supplements that might um, help with uh, underactive thyroid. Look, uh, the new improved Peter this week. Good to have you back with us. Yeah, thank you. So he's, uh, he's one, finally one let you... Yeah, yeah. You, you're the one with hair. That's yeah, how I that's distinguish right. you guys are different. Different. So look, uh, he's let you out of the office. Like, who's actually running the joint at Mullen uh, Health today? I've left it in good hands. There's, um, there's practitioners there, so okay. they're, all, they're all good. Okay, but they'll be wanting to know where you are, David. That's, yeah. the, that's Absolutely. the problem. Absolutely. <laughs> and I just tell them I've gone out for a coffee. Gone out for a coffee. <laughs> go for coffee. A bit like some of our guys here in our uh, sales absolutely. department. They go out for a coffee and they come back three hours later. <laughs> so maybe, maybe they can sort of they're, they're going to your school yeah look today you want to talk about underactive thyroid so if we feel that we have an underactive thyroid what are some of the the big big ticket items that are going to get us to, to that yeah, point yeah look look i'm finding that and this is very common i'd say that practically every person that comes into that to see me is um suffering from some sort of fatigue it would be one of the biggest things that I would see every day. Now, fatigue is tricky because it's, it can be caused by many things, but how many people are walking around with a, a, with a thyroid that's underactive and um, not very well um, supported? So, so they could be just thinking, well, I'm a bit tired, I'm run yep, down. There, yep. there, could, there could be legitimate yeah, reasons, yeah. but it could be linked yeah, to this. Yeah, and the, the important thing is that, um, and we're talking here of undiagnosed thyroid issues, that um, people going around sort of wondering, oh, I'm a bit, a bit fatigued, um, you know, um, maybe a few digestive problems, um, things like that, maybe a bit of weight, these sort of things. So cold hands, um, some of the more obvious um, uh, feelings of the fatigue and the weight gain, that's what probably everybody associates with the thyroid. But... Um, but how many people are going around with underactive, you know, you know sub, subclinical, I suppose you could say. Yeah. And, and I guess this is where you're saying that there is a problem because yeah. these type of things, a bit of weight gain and a bit of fatigue, I mean, that could be just a, a day in the life, really, yeah, yeah. couldn't it? So, so they'll go to see their doctor and nothing against um, the, the orthodox medicine, but sometimes they have their way of looking at it. And I tend to sort of think, well, <clears throat> let's, let's delve a little bit further into this and look at maybe um, some extra testing, some extra thyroid testing needs to be done to give us a little bit more of an area to um, go with. So sometimes we'll be, and there are certain ranges in the thyroid testing that, that needs to be done. So I always find that testing these will give you a bit, bit accurate ascent, um of uh, an idea of this uh, thyroid issues. Excellent. Well, we'll come back in a little, a little while and have a look at some of those testing yeah. and take us through the process. Sure. But at the moment, we've got uh, Carol, our first caller from Dora Creek. Good afternoon, Carol. You've got a few questions for David. Uh, you don't have a thyroid yourself at the moment. Can you take us through your question for David? Yes, I have got no thyroid. I've had two thyroid operations mm -hmm. over 40 years ago. Yep. And yep. then I had radioactive iodine. 
Oh, so mine is yeah. totally. Yeah, you've gone. you've got nothing. Yes, yes. Nothing. So you're um, on um, thyroxin or, or yeah, some sort? Yep, yeah, yeah, the oroxin. Yeah, oroxin. And yep. it's only it's I'm taking seventy five micrograms okay. yep, five yep. days a week. Yep. 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 Um, is there anything I can do to to help myself? Yeah. Oh, sure. Look, um, the 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 biggest thing I would say um, with thyroxin or oroxin or any of those sort of things is that you've got to actually realise that that's just one ingredient. Okay, one one thing that's in that tablet, and the thyroid requires a lot of other nutrients to function really well. So you need to support it with things like B vitamins. Um, so magnesium, those sort of things, to yeah. sort, of, sort of support that as well, because your thyroid doesn't exist, but you still need all the nutrients to make the metabolism and everything else need to work as well. So mm-hmm. uh, you need those. Also, mm-hmm. I'd look at sort of food. So dietary wise, what, what's your, how's your diet going? Well, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. I eat yep. a bit of fruit, all good. sorts, good. whatever in at the time, you know. Yeah, yeah well, there's particular um, nutrients that I would really, um, in the food-wise, I'd really yeah. sort of make sure that you're getting, and that would be um, nuts and seeds, so particularly Brazil nuts, okay? Right. Yeah, Brazil nuts have uh, lots of selenium in them. So selenium is one of the key nutrients that you need to have with a thyroid. And also, um, I don't know whether you know, but those pumpkin seeds, have you seen those little green um, pumpkin, pumpkin seeds? seeds? Yep, yep. So is that Peter's? That's correct. That's the one. Mm-hmm. So you just need to have um, about four of the Brazil nuts and about a quarter a cup of um, the pumpkin seeds. Sprinkle that over your morning porridge or your muesli, and yeah. that's going to give you uh, certain nutrients that are, that you really do need. Okay. Yep. Just yep. before we let uh, Carol go, David, do you, are there some foods that perhaps that she should be staying clear of? Uh, yes. I think um, the biggest thing that we need to worry about is um, some of the things like uh, uh, your um, uh, chemicals like mercury and stuff like that in teeth and so we need to be aware of those. But also yeah. remember that um, some of the uh, um, uh, green, you know, like soy... And um, in foods and stuff like that. Now, soy is a good product, but unfortunately, we eat too much of it. So, soy milk right. and stuff like that, we need to be careful with that. Yeah. So, you're saying no soy milk? No soy milk, no. Okay, because yeah. it's bad. Okay. Yeah. So, Carol, get off the soy milk, says David, <laughs> and perhaps. Uh, up your intake of pumpkin seeds and Brazil yeah, nuts. Yeah. I like both of those. Yeah, they're fantastic. Oh. Really easy to do. You don't need a lot of them, but they've got all these key nutrients. So you can help your thyroid but just by those two things. Mm, and they're tasty. <laughs> and they're good. And the pumpkin yep. seeds, sprinkle a few of those in the salad. Oh, Lovely. Absolutely. Again, looking a million damn dollars. David, I, I know I've said this, you look like 1974 <laughs> all over again. Oh, absolutely. But doing it in style, mate, that's the key thing. I don't want to tell you what I was doing in 1974. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Might not be so good. Maybe we won't have time. We'll be yeah. taken off the air, perhaps, if, yeah, if you know what absolutely. I mean. Absolutely. We are, however, talking thyroid health. And a couple of the big things that can lead... Um, practitioners to believe that you may be having that underactive thyroid. You mentioned fatigue, you mentioned weight gain, but another big one is stress. And of course, David, stress, that can be a, a day in the life thing, but yeah. it can also be very, uh, very yeah, closely yeah. linked to thyroid. Why? Look, look I think um, the the biggest thing is that when I when people come in to see me and they're, they're suffering from um, thyroid issues, 
I'll always start with the question of when do you think this happened? Was there an event or, or something like that? And there'll be something around that area. There'll be an event or a particular very stressful thing that really triggered that thyroid off thyroid to become a problem now the now the issue is that when you have elevated cortisol levels what it does is it is it decreases the amount of the uh, active part of the thyroid hormone that's what it does so that active part of the thyroid which um, leads into the cell is what gives us the energy and uh, helps with the metabolism and all that sort of stuff. So not only do we have to look at the thyroid, but we must also look at the, the adrenals and the stress cortisol area as well. So it's very important to look at the whole body, not just one part of that. Uh, it is interesting, isn't it? Because like stress can be it can be anything it can be at work it can be a family event but it, it's interesting that you point out that it can be a particular event or a particular period of time that causes you, your, I guess, your whole body to go off on this trajectory somewhere yeah. and boom, thyroid problems. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And it'll be that, that trigger that the thyroid will just go, oh, what's happening here? I can't help. Need to sort of... Um, so it's really what the thyroid is trying to do is it's actually trying to help you. So it's actually um, trying to conserve energy, uh, slow things down so that you, it, it can survive. So by slowing things down, uh, it actually allows for things to you know naturally settle down of course but the thing is the trouble is that the stress is not just one event it's continual mm. so not only do we have that but it might go on for six months 12 months and from there we end up with the thyroid then severely lowered and so our thyroid becomes hypo yeah gotcha so it, it kind of counters that's right it tries yeah. to get us yeah. it tries to balance be yeah. a balancing yeah. beam it, it, it's all our body works together as a as a as trying to help us but unfortunately it's not used to this um, continual ongoing unrelenting unsubmitting stress that we're facing on our everyday life now i know in a little while we're going to talk about some tests that that could be helpful in, in all of this as well but with the stress i guess fatigue and weight gain are there some practical things that we can be doing to try and arrest the situation before it gets to a point where we we really have a thyroid issue I think... Um, I guess particularly with stress, David. Yeah. yeah. Look, I think um, we need to um, look at these events and sort of say maybe what we need to do is, you know, take on board some stress-relaxing things, mm -hmm. you know, like yoga and Pilates and maybe maybe we both need to do that but, but I love that you looked at me like, <laughs> yeah. but, but, it's, but it really needs we need to look at not just think I've got a thyroid problem how can I look at it we need to look at our diet so cutting out the coffee and alcohol which is um, we tend to when we have low energy what do we reach for mm -hmm. those stimulating um, drinks and caffeines and caffeine um, rich um, drinks but these are actually what they do they actually affect the thyroid so we've got to actually do that. The other thing that I notice is, is our, with our food, what we need to do is also look at um, uh, cutting out gluten. Now, gluten, or at least lowering our gluten levels because um, gluten really affects the thyroid as well. So there are a couple of foods and things that we tend to rely on during that time when we're a little bit stressed that don't really help our thyroid at all. So the caffeine we, we, we kind of get, um, yep. gluten... Uh, there's sorry, a couple of big items that are, are, yeah, that are, that are heavy on gluten. Yep. Look, I, w I would say the, the number one thing is um, definitely um, high in um, gluten is um, the breads and cereals and pastas. Mm -hmm. they're, the, they're the higher ones. But nowadays, look, there's so many choices of good quality um, 
um, foods that don't don't contain as much gluten. Um, and you can even go for the um, so, uh, uh, sourdough, which is uh, low gluten, um, and uh, that's quite good too. Okay, so an idea is to change it up a bit and yeah, yeah. Look at look at look at not just um, I've got a thyroid issue, but look at the diet. Make sure that you're including plenty of iodine in your diet. So um, iodine's a key factor. It's what runs the thyroid. So that's why we look at things like the pepitas, um, fish, um, some of the um, more Japanese type of foods like your seaweed and um, natto and stuff like that that are high in those iodine sort of components. And uh, we'll continue with the thyroid in just a sec, but at the moment we're going to head to Argentine. Good afternoon to you, Angelo. Uh, You've got a question about a pituitary gland. You've had that removed. You're on with David right now. Hello, David. Uh, It's Angelo here. Hello, Angelo. How can I help? Uh, That's probably what I can help you with. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We'll see how far we go anyway. um, A very interesting subject you touched on today, and uh, does concern me. In 1993, I had a, a pituitary tumour removed, which ah, affected yep. part of my thyroid mm. stimulating hormone. Yep, yep. And uh, leading up to it, naturally, I was a very, very high and overactive. Yep. So I was put on a product called Neomercosol. Yep, yep. Uh, on a very high dose. My ad, I had nine tablets a day. Oh, yes, yes. So that's how bad it was to the point where I could take my belt off and my pants would just fall without me having to remove them. <laughs> yes. So anyway, cut a long story short, because I had, as you know, the procedures, MRIs, and I yep. flunked it, and I had to go back down the city, which where it was at the time, and had, they had discovered that I had a, a tumour on my pituitary gland, which mm-hmm. I won't go into the nitty-gritty no, as to no. how it's removed, which yep. you, you're well aware of. Yep. I don't want to turn the, the people off. Um, after that, naturally, removing the pituitary tumour, uh, it resulted on part of my thyroid stimulating hormone function. Yep. Which Lower, was, yeah, because, non-existent. Yeah, yep. yeah because yeah. it was attached to it. Yep. So I'm on 75 milligrams. I was on a higher dose before. And now, this is gonna, where I'm going to throw you right off and probably even the listeners. And I know you shouldn't do what, I, what I'm going to tell you. I did put myself back on the Mercosol on my own back, right? And I felt a brand new person. But I am allergic to the Mercosol. That's what happened right at the start of it, which I had to take me off and put me on something else. Yep. It's like me giving it to you for no reason at all. All of a sudden, it just whether, whether it's your cortisol, like you said, or whether it's whatever happens anxiety yeah. right clears up yeah. but anyway that's the it had that effect when i should be should not be taking it for no, you know, and i put that yeah. Yeah, and nobody can give me an answer why why it did it but uh, yeah. as you know in two weeks time you will get if you got an, uh, an allergic an allergic reaction to anything you'll get it yeah yeah, yeah. so yeah. i didn't last quite the two weeks and yeah. i had to get straight off it yeah. any thoughts you've got there for angelo um, look, um, one of the um, that's a tricky one because, as you know, the pituitary gland produces the thyroid stimulating ha- um, hormone, which then stimulates the the thyroid to produce T4, which is what Angelo's on the the T4 to try and get that mm-hmm. moving by itself. There's actually um, a great herb that um, works similar um, in that to the TSH, and that's called coleus. So. Um, Coleus is uh, um, uh, a fantastic herb that we can use um, 
that might be useful um, with people who are wanting to get their TSH levels up. So um, it may not be so suitable for Angelo because he doesn't have any thyroid, but mm-hmm. but it's interesting. Um, it's one of the herbs that we can use um, for that. There yeah. we go. I hope that was of yeah. help for you, Angelo. Yeah. Uh, so you're going to have a look very quickly at a couple of tests that you're recommending if we are falling potentially into having uh, underactive thyroid. You mentioned the big the big uh, symptoms, fatigue, stress, weight gain. I'm just going to throw through your other points here. A couple of other symptoms you might not be aware of. Constipation, high cholesterol, depression, uh, craving carbs or sugary foods. Mm. That's always me. <laughs> David, <laughs> and uh, the thinning of the outside of the eyebrow. Now, that's yeah. something very visual. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's something that I don't see a lot yeah. of that. So it's not one of the common ones. But digestive disturbances, this is why the thyroid is such a, an important gland. It's only a little, little about the size of a walnut. But it has impacts in so many different areas that you may, you may be walking around with some of those things that you were mm. saying, Mark, but without realising that that perhaps could be the thyroid. So I always suggest to most of my patients that how about we get a full thyroid panel done? Now, the thyroid panel is quite extensive testing and it's not, it's not um, usually recommended by the, the GP. Uh, he'll just usually just do a smaller version and if that comes out of balance, then he might do further. Um, but generally, I recommend a full thyroid panel, which includes um, the TSH, the thyroid stimulator, stimulating hormone the t4 so that's produced by the thyroid and i'll also do t3 which is the um the most active part of the 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 hormone that actually does the job Mm -hmm. so it's actually the one that gives you um metabolism energy helps with digestion all those things that you, you you may be having problems with so um then i'll also do reverse t3 now that's a whole different story but reverse t3 is set up so that um you it is a an offshoot of the t3 and so it's sort of when we have a lot of stress what you'll find is that some of that t3 will get shuffled off to this particular area called reverse t3 and it's the it's inactive so it doesn't have any impact on any part of the 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 body's action so it's just there's a backup yeah, excellent. So some great things to look out there for, and, and I guess uh, as well, is this recommended even if you've got if you're just concerned about thyroid, if you've got a family history, let's say. Yeah, I would do. Yeah, if you've got a family history, I'd say that's number one that you need to. And you're coming in to see me for low energy, weight gain. That's really, you know, sudden weight gain. Um, but also remember that, you know, we've got to look at the adrenals as well. You know. Um, the full so picture. Many, so, so the full picture mm-hmm. is other words. But I'm finding that most people will come in with just their thyroid stimulating hormone enough, and that's not enough. That's not going to give us the whole picture, mm-hmm. because you can have um, ele- you can have normal TSH, but the other areas, the most important ones, the ones that make the difference, will be could be low or out of balance or out of range. And finally, uh, David, the next uh, talk from Allen Health is very coincidentally on thyroid health. The yeah. Tuesday, May the eighth, couple yep. of limited seats available for that yep. one. Yep, yep, I'll be talking on um, a bit more. So, if you're interested in um, what we're talking about today, I'm going to go into more depth with on that talk. So, it's a very complicated subject, and it's you know. Um, it's not always a, something so, worth have a look yeah, at. Yeah.
Excellent. Uh, next week, Peter Marlin will be back, and he's got himself a nice topic next week, uh, the beauty of healthy ageing. Yeah, well, <laughs> what can dare I say anymore? No, you better not. <laughs> you want to have a job when you get back to the yeah, office. That's right. All righty. Uh, thanks, Dave, for stepping in. We'll catch up with you. I'm sure the next time Peter has maybe a fishing trip or something, yeah, something like, like that. that. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's David Marsden talking thyroid health with us this afternoon as part of health and well-being. Thanks for listening to this podcast from 2NURFM at the University of Newcastle. Topics range from gardening to health, well-being, pet care, finance, business and travel. You'll find them all at 2NURFM.com.